Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Hey guys, on the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals. All right, what's up guys? Welcome to another episode on Beyond the Bikini podcast. I have my friend Kelsey here. Hello everyone. So you guys have been seeing Kelsey a little bit more in my stories and Kelsey also competes and I figured since she's in peak week, I'm also eight weeks out. I don't even know, eight, nine, I don't know. Everybody always asks me how many weeks out. Eight because I'm doing that show too. Okay, so there we are. Um, We are both in the middle of prep with Kelsey stepping on stage soon and I thought it'd be fun for her to share kind of how competing has influenced her life where she was and maybe you will resonate with her because I feel like a lot of you guys have been in similar shoes as Kelsey and maybe you want to compete but you don't know if it's the right thing for you so we're just two bikini girls sitting down (laughs) drinking caffeine and having a conversation together so yeah I got a monster she's got a coffee so and my, my chair is super squeaky today, so it is what it is. We're going to keep it raw and real today. So, Kelsey, um, why don't you introduce yourself? My name is Kelsey. Um, basically, I, what, as of like a year, just a little over a year ago, I became a certified personal trainer. I left my office job a little less than a year ago and started doing it full time, also online coaching. Um, yeah. So. so how long have you been competing and do you have a coach? I do have a coach. My coach is Adam Atkinson. See you later, Leaner. He is located in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I am also in Cleveland with Nicole, so everything we do is online. Um, and then I've been competing. I started with Adam in August of 2016, so it has been two and a half years with him. Wow. Looks good. Yeah. First time I stepped on stage was the middle of May 2017. So it has been almost exactly two years since I've stepped on stage. Oh, wow. Um, What is the method that you use to get ready for your shows? Because I know that there's like the meal plans, the bro diet, the flexible dieting. I hear some people even intuitively eat for their shows and prep themselves but why don't you um tell me a little bit about what you do to prep 
I do macro counting, which I absolutely love. It is my favorite way to diet. Um, I do that with all of my clients as well. Obviously provide sample meal plans and things, but do encourage them to learn how to track um, just to find that balance. I am not someone who can eat the same thing for eight weeks straight, much less fish and rice yeah. and asparagus <laughs> for six meals a day for 12, 16 weeks. So when I found Adam and um, stalked the girls on his team to see what his approaches were and stuff, it was really awesome to see um, that that was his approach and to learn more about that. Yeah, so um, macros, you know, is done through usually a tracking app. It's not necessarily like eat these 10 foods. It allows for you to have more of a variety. And I personally use flexible dieting too. I've been tracking my macros for over four years now and it has completely changed my perspective on food but um okay so I think it would also be fun to ask you like a random question but what is your favorite part of competing is it like the prep is it the show day is it the post show like well why do you why do you do this um obviously the prep especially after my first one it really taught me how strong I was so that's one of my favorite parts of prep is just kind of pushing your body physically and mentally and seeing how honestly how awesome you are when you accomplish that goal Mm -hmm. um but then my like ultimate favorite part and part of the reason I got into competing in the first place was um, show day as far as the posing aspect of things and being on stage. I am not afraid to be the center of attention. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, since I think fourth grade is when I started um, dancing and just fell in love with it. And I danced all the way through my freshman year of college until I was done, minored in it. And I missed that being on stage, being in the spotlight. Obviously, the glam is a lot of fun, you know, mm-hmm. get your makeup and everything. Yeah. Um, but I just love being in that spotlight, having a routine, working on a routine, um, and being on stage and being center of attention. Yeah, and Kelsey and I share that. Um, I wasn't a dancer, but I was a gymnast. So um, it's always refreshing posing with Kelsey because it's effortless and it's not really it's not forced so I think that part of why people compete is yeah to get lean and to see the lines but I truly you know I don't know of many competitors who compete to actually perform and like mm-hmm. honestly I love performing I get such like an adrenaline oh, rush man, that's my it's awesome Sitting yeah backstage like with that in general and the rest like yes yes yeah and I love it like girls get so nervous and shaky mm-hmm. and they're like oh my gosh I'm so nervous to post I'm like I can't wait for <laughs> all of those people <laughs> in that table to put their eyes on uh, my yeah on my hard work like that's my favorite part I'm like yeah you better look at me like, and when the show mix ha- happens to have like the best sassy I, I don't know get, like the Beyonce y- I get like yin yang whenever yeah. I post. <laughs> What's that? Freak There was one that was like booty bounce, and I oh was like, God. "This is not appropriate." <laughs> my parents are here, but I'm, oh. I'm here. improvise. Just drop it low, real quick. I know, but okay. So, what got you into competing? Um, what started all of this for you? Like, where where were you before? I know some competitors struggle with 
eating disorders, others struggle with, um, you know, maybe always being the skinny girl or, you know, to, mm-hmm. like, why are you here? Why, why do you do this? I was the exact opposite of that. I, you know, after I was, I finished dancing my freshman year of college, I gained 40 pounds and was up to almost, I think like 195, 198 pounds was actually the height of my weight gain in college when I graduated. So like 200. Yeah, like literally almost 200 pounds. And zero self-esteem, none of my clothes fit. Um, I literally, I lived in basically sweatpants because that's all I felt comfortable with hiding my body and that's all that really fit me. So, um, knew I needed to change and then I started seeing competitors on social media and things like that. And I was like thinking about trying to start dancing again, but you know, once you graduate high school, there's not really much to do unless you go professional. It's just awkward. Yeah. Like, when you become an adult, and, like, what... You my, had a hobby like that. Yeah, with gymnastics, like, most girls retire at 18, and I was just like, I feel like an elder. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, there's nowhere to go do it anymore, and so I started going to the gym more. I literally began with bodybuilding.com workouts, uh, and... Yeah, I remember um, those. <laughs> literally began with Jamie Eason's program, um, wanted to get serious about losing weight and feeling confident again. So, I mean, I tried the whole 30. I tried the 21 day fix. I've tried paleo. I've, guys, I've literally done almost all of them. And I spent three or four years after college yo yoing and gaining and regaining the same 10 to 20 pounds. I think a lot of women do that. I yeah. mean, I know. Personally, when I was trying to become more fit, I kept seeing, like, a bunch of, like, restrictive-based diets Mm -hmm. and, like, the Seventeen Magazine bullshit, like, and I would just, like, do so much cardio and I wasn't making progress and it would be, like, an up-down, but it was, like, five, ten pounds for myself, Mm -hmm. but still, like, it was just so frustrating. It was insanely frustrating, especially because I was going to the gym pretty consistently I was following these programs and I was seeing strength results and everything like that but the physical results were just always up and down up and down up and down and just had nowhere I had no idea what to do and with everything on the internet nowadays it's so hard to find like facts and truths and like it wasn't until I found Adam and really got into the macro tracking and learning more about that, that I realized that nutrition and eating healthy is actually quite simple. Mm-hmm. And unless, you know, maybe your body needs it, you're, you don't have to restrict anything. I didn't, it was so free. It was, don't get me wrong, it was very hard at first just to wrap my brain around it and learn how to track things. And I'm a very type A personality, so I wanted to be perfect. And, um... So, but it was amazing to realize when I would talk to him and he'd be like, okay, yeah, have a tortilla, <laughs> like have carbs. And I was like, what? Yeah. Okay, I can do that. And I was started losing. And then because, you know, I also changed up my eating habits, not eating out and I was eating more whole type foods and that I was eating quote unquote more food mm-hmm. volume wise. And I was full force feeding myself the first few weeks. And I was like... I'm losing weight, but I feel overstuffed, and I'm not restricting foods I love. Like, I am an ice cream holic. 
Yeah. I have worked in an ice cream shop since I was 14 years old. It is my kryptonite. And the fact that I could still have ice cream, if it fit in my day, holy crap. It it literally blew my mind. And I still saw results. It's the... uh... Taking the extremes from restrict, 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 overdo, overdo on the weekend to having more balance throughout the week. And I think the concept of balance is very skewed right now and that a lot of people will look at like tracking macros like, um, yeah, you're lying. Like it's not that easy, but it really is. And, um, like anything, there's a learning curve. Yeah. You're going to suck at it for like the first two weeks. But, I suck so bad. But it gets easier the more you do it. And, like, now, to me, it's, like, second nature. Like, I can look at, like, food and mm-hmm. I know what, like, the macros are in it. And that takes time to get yeah. there. But, like, in order for you to have the body that you want, you're going to need awareness. And you're going to need awareness with food, the food that you're feeling your body with. And I think it takes people, you know, some time to do that. And it's, like, okay, would you rather spend years and years of spinning your wheels or spend mm-hmm. a year of learning and investing in time and learning this method that can work for you, which I will say macros can work for anyone too. It can work for people who are vegan or keto or mm-hmm. paleo, like whatever your eating style is, macros can work for you, but you better invest the time to learn them mm-hmm. because when you do that, then you're going to see change. You're not going to see change when you're doing things blind and listening to stupid magazines. And I tell my clients this because I, you know, I've actually known someone who went and they did keto, but they were still gaining weight. And I was like, okay, well, where are your calories at? What are you eating? He's like, uh, I don't know. Well, you Where's still need like, okay, so cool. You're doing keto, but his calories were probably, he was probably still ingesting more calories than he was supposed to be like then his body wanted him to so he was still gaining weight Mm -hmm. so literally macros is the base of any sort of diet because it comes down to calories in versus calories out and calories have that 20 percent error Mm -hmm. allowed by the fda so if you're counting strictly calories 2000 calorie diet you could be eat overeating by 400 calories yeah And you think that you're in your calorie range when realistically you're not. So macros is just, you know, the more precise way of doing that. And it just, it kind of blew his mind. And I was just kind of laughing because I hate keto unless it's medically necessary. This was a person doing a transformation challenge that decided to just do keto to win a challenge. So that's why it sparked it for me. That's a different topic. But, um... Yeah, so just finding out how to do macros, and it's, and Nicole's right, after what, I think I would say nine months or nine months to a year, I can look at a food, or I can look at macros that someone has left, and I can be like, eat this, this, and this, and boom, you'll have your macros. Like, I do that with some of my in-person clients to help them out. (laughs) I have the dumbest ratios and be able to figure it out. Yeah. Um, So, let's talk about stage and, like, competing, so... What made you want to step on stage after, you know, you had this weight to lose, you were working with Adam, why did you want to compete? Um, again, just to perform in the way it pushed myself. So my first prep was nine months long and I literally started my prep at that 200 pounds. So I had 60, well, by the time I stepped on stage, I had lost 65 pounds in those nine months. 
Do not recommend that to anyone. That was my own stupid, stupid goal. And looking back on it, I would discourage anyone from doing it. But I did it. And what was cool is that for once, I finally stepped to something. And then that high I got from that stage just made me want to keep coming back for more and seeing the change in my body like holy crap I built this body I did this was absolutely phenomenal and that was during a nine-month cut phase so I was so excited to go into an improvement season where I was going to fuel my body eat more build up my metabolism and then I was so excited to see what my body was going to look like with that added muscle that I was going to also work so hard for So just like the whole, it's bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. It's just seeing what your body can do, what you can build, how you can shape it and watch your body transform with your hard work is just honestly incredible. Yeah. I really like the fact that like over the years of myself competing and you're starting to compete for like years on end now, it's Mm -hmm. like I still like know like the little Nicole that I was when I started and I'm sure like you can reflect back on like the Kelsey you were before like Mm -hmm. and picking up a dumbbell that's like double the weight you used to do for an exercise Mm -hmm. or seeing a different line that wasn't there it's like holy shit like my body's changing like it's just crazy and like cardio never did that for me starving myself never did that for me Mm -hmm. like it just took years and years and years and like all those years are going to compound and give you results that you want as long as you're like working Mm -hmm. for your body yeah and that's I mean that's exactly it this will only be my second season competing because I took two years to really build my body and build my metabolism to make sure I didn't do a stupid thing like I did last time and have to go everybody has to learn once yeah I had to learn I learned the stupid way um And so I took two and a half years off and I really put the time and effort into it, gave it everything I had in those, uh, that year and a half. I've been in prep for about five to six months. So a year and a half total of building. And it's just now when I look back on it, last prep around this time, I wasn't, there was no way I would be able to pick up a 15 pound dumbbell and do bicep curls Mm -hmm. this time last prep. I'm still overhead pressing with over 45 pounds I'm like I'm with the bar with the bar like I could still overhead press more than just the bar I can you know bench press more than just the bar I can dumbbell curl 15 my strength is more than it was last time which proves to me I put on so much muscle and just the way my physique looks this time my weight is actually six six pounds up right now but I look leaner and like a completely different competitor. Yeah. So it's just absolutely insane to see. Weight really doesn't matter to you. I know like yeah. we all get wrapped up in weight and you're going to have like a relative amount where you should like kind of be like your stage weight. But mm-hmm. it's going to change like the more years you compete. I know for me I've had a complete like holy crap like what's happening because I had my augmentation and then I took some time off. I took eight months off. And I know that my weight's going to be a little bit heavier this year. And still mentally, I have to catch myself and be like, okay, like it's not just your weight. Like, yeah. how are you looking? And that's one thing I have started slowly during this prep. I did have my freak out times where I text my coach, there's no way I'm ready. I'm this far from last stage weight, blah, blah, blah. And he would be like, Kelsey, go back and look at your pictures. And I did. I went back and looked at the old stage pictures. I was like, oh, I look a lot better. So, and because I'm a trainer and 
I have that knowledge. I'm like, okay, Kelsey, you can rationalize this. You've spent a year and a half building muscle, like mm-hmm. inches on my glutes. My shoulders are finally popping. My quads are more defined. Like that six pounds that you're up is more than it's muscle. <laughs> it's more muscle on my frame. It's not yeah. fat. It's not more body fat this time. So. And I mean, there's a difference between like saying it's like a couple pounds versus like the people are like, I gained 15 pounds of muscle. Like unless yeah, you're on, no. steroids, yeah, you're not like, gaining 15. Unless you're on that juice <laughs> juice. I don't know. Yeah. You're not, no, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You're yeah. some of the body no. fat, but what would you say to a girl or I should say a woman who's in similar shoes to you who wants to compete, but feel like they are too far from ever doing that? Take, your time. I know it's exciting to have that goal. That's part of the reason. And I was so anxious to get on stage again and perform again. I got caught up in that feeling and just wanting to do it already um, that I went too fast. And I should have taken a year to healthily lose weight down to a normal size, not stage lean, just lose to a normal level reverse again and then start prepping for a show um because that would have been the healthy way I had to get way too low calorie for way too long during my last prep because of my goals and my coach says this all the time bodybuilding is a sport of years Mm -hmm. decades it's a marathon it's not a sprint and I took that first one as (laughs) as a sprint (laughs) So um, my advice is I know it's hard and I know you want to get back and you want to get on that stage. You want to feel that high again, especially if you were in a performance type hobby like we were. Um, But take the time. Your body will thank you. Your mental health will thank you. Um, After my first show, I was working at the ice cream shop and because I had to get so low calorie for so long, my metabolism slows, you know, your metabolism inherently slows down couldn't keep off the Reese cups Mm -hmm. and I gained more body fat than I should have because I think every I didn't yeah your your first show you will a lot of people do that just because you don't know yet but and then so I went through that experience of gaining too much too quickly and gaining unnecessary fat and my coach and I worked to kind of control it and bring it down but once Obviously, there's only so much yeah. you can do. Once your body kind of gets to, I call it like a happy, I'm you're not going to starve me body fat, mm-hmm. it's really hard to peel that weight off. Unless it's almost impossible, honestly, unless you're to like drop it real low. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's why I talk about reverse dieting and having a plan post-show. Because if you're going to prep for a show right now, you better think about your reverse right now too. Mm-hmm. Because I know like for me... I have it planned out in my head of, like, when I'm going to compete and, like, possibly end my season. And I already have a plan that, like, yeah, I'm probably going to take a year off after this year Mm -hmm. to build. Because if I turn pro, I'm not big enough. And if I don't turn pro, I'm still not big enough. Yeah, still not. Clearly not big enough. Yeah. You can never, like, have the ideal physique. Like, everybody can make improvements. And know that, like, if you have had, like, a post-show rebound, like, you're not... a failure you're not alone like Mm -hmm. that's partially why i want to come out with that Mm -hmm. the eight week post-show program yeah that we're gonna do yeah yeah where we talk about like oh i lost my period what like when's this thing gonna come back or i gained 10 pounds in a month like Mm -hmm. what's going on like there's so much mental 
shifts that are going on mm-hmm. and even physical that it needs to be talked about more and addressed. And if you have a coach, like, please reach out to them and talk to them mm-hmm. about your post-show plan. If you have a coach who doesn't even know what the heck a reverse diet or post-show plan should be. Reach out to one of us, please. Re- yeah, <laughs> reach out to one of us or, you know, find someone who is going to put your health first. And because I personally think the post-show period is more important than the prep. Like 100%. The, the prep's the easy part. It really is. It's mentally prep is a little easier because, I mean, you're watching yourself shred down. So that's a lot of... That's fun. You're watching the scale go down. You're watching yourself shed down. It's it's really fun to watch and it's motivating. Whereas reversing, you're watching the scale kind of go up. The body fat percentage goes up. The lines may go away, but... It's like hitting puberty. Yeah, it really <laughs> sucks. And you're like, why Why do I have a sex drive again? Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone knows that it's necessary, but it's like, I don't want to do... And some people, like... I know some girls, especially depending on your height, you know, someone who's taller, they might have to gain 20 pounds to be a healthy homeostasis for their body. Whereas someone who's five feet, okay, 10 pounds. Yeah. Or even... Your relative size yeah, matters. Yeah, your relative size matters. Your... Someone who's... Just your body matters. What your body likes will matter. Some people who do gain that 10 pounds in the first month... That's just because that's what your body wanted. You may have hit nailed your reverse 100%. You didn't stray from the diet at all from what your coach gave you, but your body still jumped 10 pounds. Well, one, you could be, could, could be putting on muscle because you've been in such a depleted state. Your body could be soaking up that extra food, but also your body just wants it. That's mm-hmm. what your body needs. So you just got to be cliche. You got to love your body at all the stages and just show it the love and... Yeah, and I'm finally at that place personally after yeah, this is will be my fourth year competing and I've like learned to be comfortable with how mm-hmm. I look in all seasons. Yeah. The only frustrating thing and I think it'd be fun for us to talk about our biggest pet peeve of competing, but my biggest pet peeve is whenever I'm stage lean, you get more attention and people take your advice more seriously as a trainer because although my body might be shredded to the bone, my brain hasn't changed. Like all of my education, all of my hard work is still in my freaking head. It's not mm-hmm. in my freaking abs. So yeah. that's my biggest pet peeve. Um, I think my biggest pet peeve, and this is just coming from, I mean, I haven't competed as much as you, but just also just seeing people be uneducated about competing and so naive and hearing, you're too skinny. You need to go eat a che-. No, like stop it yeah it's you're hungry go eat yeah no why are you so tired yeah why are you so tired why are you so skinny go eat a cheeseburger like I liked oh no my favorite comment I liked you better when you had more body fat on you yeah that's rude that's nobody asks don't ever comment on someone's body like that unless you just say you look good you're beautiful those are fine it just you do not need to comment on my weight like it just comes down to being a good a a human being just kind of like what your mom well, teaches a, you to at, a female yeah and what your mom teaches you as a kid like if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all and like <laughs> like i don't care how you like me i care how mm-hmm. i like me sorry yeah and i guess from competitors seeing competitors like one of my other biggest pet peeves is people who get into competing and don't realize that it's more of a mental thing than a physical thing mm-hmm. like yeah, you have to eat little food, but do you know the mental 
strength that it actually takes. Like, I prep over the holidays. So I had Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, every mm-hmm. single St. Patrick's Day, all these holidays. I'll even miss Easter again this year. Um, so Cinco de Mayo, one of my favorites. <laughs> um, so random. <laughs> um, Coming from the most pale girl. I know, because I'm not. Just kidding. <laughs> um, she is but not I'm, Yeah, no, I'm not Latino. Um, I just, I'm missing out, not missing out on all those holidays, but I don't get to enjoy the foods on those holidays because of competing. And I choose that. And the first time I competed, it was so hard. I sat there and I dwelled on the fact that I didn't get to eat the food. Yeah. I literally sat there and was like, oh, I really wish I could eat this. The like, victim oh, game. Yeah, playing the victim card. And this year, it was literally night and day. I got through the holidays with zero binges. I got through everything perfectly fine. And not only zero binges, but like mentally I was fine. Mm-hmm. You choose to compete. If you if that's something, if you don't want to give up your holidays or your family time or date nights, something like that, then competing's not for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. And this holiday season, it just came down to me focusing and I shifted my I worked a year and a half in my improvement season for this, but shifting my focus to my family and the memories that I'm going to have with them over the holiday season, the tra- traditions that we do every year, rather than the food that I'm Consuming. Consuming. Like, guys, my family does a full nine-hour cookie and candy baking day for Christmas. I endured a nine-hour cookie and candy (laughs) baking day, and sweets are my weakness, over the Christmas with no issues. Because that's something my family has done since I was born. It is one of my favorite days of the year. My mom, we all get together at my mom's house, and it was... It's those memories and those traditions that I love most. And I was able to focus on those this year. So mm-hmm. it's that mentality and that mental toughness that really separates the competitors from the lifestyle lifters, in in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a bit of an extreme that you have to take. It is a sport and mm-hmm. it's just like any other athlete that has a super long practice or a ritual of eating and or, or um, travels for, you know, like baseball players or people who go to training camps. Like, they have yeah. to deal with being away and that like from bo- their families. Bodybuilding is just one of those where, like, the eating is a huge... It's just, like, practice. Like, you're not going to skip practice. So, I mean, there's never a perfect time to start a prep. Like, freak, I'm about to move yeah, right? a thousand miles away. And I haven't enjoyed, like, one of my... Well, I haven't normal... I should say in quotations, enjoyed my birthday in years because it's always two weeks before a competition. I could care less. It seems to bother more people than it bothers me. Um, and the reality is, is, you know, that just, again, what Kelsey said, that separates the lifestyle people from competitors. Not say one, one is better than mm-hmm. the other, but it's just what you value more. And if you value competition and you value that challenge, then I think competing could be, you know, good for you. And, if you're someone who wants more balance in your life and you're not wanting to take extremes, then it's fine mm-hmm. to just make it a lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with either one. It's just yeah. what's based off of you and your values. So, exactly. um, Kelsey, why don't we go ahead and end our podcast and why don't you give people like maybe a quote or like words of wisdom? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh. Words of wisdom from Kelsey. Words of wisdom from Kelsey. Um, I would have to say, 
happiness is in the journey and not the destination. That's a good one. So focus on where you're at now. It's something I do struggle with, but especially with prep, you got to enjoy the journey to enjoy the end. You got to love it at all stages. So enjoy and cherish every single moment of it leading up to that final destination and then you'll find true happiness instead of constantly looking forward to more. Yeah, that's a good one. Mine's more just like food related, but I always just say this to my clients and to myself. Whenever you're having a hard day or you feel like you're missing out, at the end of the day, the food will always be there. Mm-hmm. Food is food. Food does not control you. You control your actions. You are in control of everything in your life, including your mood Whatever you choose to do, you have control. You have the power to choose and do whatever you'd like. I say that to my clients too. Control the uncontrol or con- control the control what you can control. Yeah. So when it, life gets tough and it gets crazy, the one thing you can control is the food that goes in your mouth. True. So, all right. So thank you so much, Kelsey, for taking time to hop on my podcast today. No problem, babe. I am That's going fun. to link all of her information down below. Um, I also talked about the post-show reverse dieting program, and I'm going to have that down below too. Kelsey is actually going to be a co-coach with that program, so you guys can go check her out. I'm sure you've seen her a couple times, but I thought that it would be great to feature her up on my podcast because I have come from a different side of things, and I know that Kelsey, um, your story is going to resonate with a lot of my audience, so thank you again. I hope so.